Hi, I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to a special edition of the Brand is Female podcast. This week, we're doing things a little differently in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. I've been asking women whose advice I trust to share their views and tips for listeners on how to deal with the situation we're currently facing. My guest today is the Honorable Mary Ng, Canada's Minister of Small Business, Export Promotion and International Trade. Before we get to our conversation, I want to thank our sponsors. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women entrepreneurs achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. Minister Mary Eng was elected as MP for the riding of Markham Thornhill in April 2017. She counts 20 years of experience in the areas of education, women's leadership, job creation, and entrepreneurship. In 2019, she was named Minister of Small Business, Export Promotion, and International Trade. She's also the minister responsible for the federal government's Women Entrepreneurship Strategy. I spoke to Minister Ng about the measures put in place by the Trudeau government to support businesses affected by COVID-19. We also discussed what this means for women entrepreneurs specifically, and Minister Ng addressed what additional measures will be available for companies such as startups who until now did not qualify for part of the government's relief plan. Here is my conversation with Minister Mary Ng. Minister Ng, thank you so much for speaking to me on The Brand is Female today. I want to start by asking you, um, how how has it been for you since the start of COVID uh, a few weeks ago? Well, Eva, it's great to talk to you. And, um, and I know you have such a great audience of female entrepreneurs. And, um, and so this is a really good time for me to be able to have a good conversation with you. But, uh, but things has changed, uh, you know, during COVID-19, as it has for a lot of Canadians. And I want to thank the Canadians who are listening to this who are listening to the advice of public health officials. You're changing your routines, you're changing your work schedules, your kids' schedules, and uh, all in an effort to keep themselves and yourselves and all of us safe. And it has changed. So for me, like many Canadians, I'm working from home. Mm -hmm. and, uh, And I do cabinet meetings here with the Prime Minister and the cabinet through a secure phone here in my home. I uh, attend um, virtually, again, uh, the COVID-19 committee. I sit on that committee. It's chaired by the Deputy Prime Minister, Mm -hmm. and I do that here from home. I do media interviews. I'm doing this podcast. I do media interviews that are both, uh, you know, that are both live, but also recorded on television, on social media, on radio. (laughs) And, uh, and, And you know what? And just last week, I also did G20. I mean, I met with my G20 trade ministers last week through video conferencing. So things have changed. The production or I guess the work and the volume, the work and the the work we have to do for Canadians really continues. Mm -hmm. But we've all adapted to how we're working. Right, right. Well, Mm -hmm. it's it is comforting to know that government officials are in the same position as us and, you know, trying to make everything (laughs) work while doing it from our living room or wherever it needs to happen. Um, Indeed, indeed. So Minister, you've obviously been speaking to entrepreneurs and small business owners across the country. Our audience is mostly women entrepreneurs on The Brand is Female. So I'm curious to know, what are you hearing from women entrepreneurs across Canada uh, since the start of COVID and, you know, in recent days? 
Well, um, that's a really, really great question. And, uh, and I've been hearing from all, you know, from all entrepreneurs and all, uh, you know, business owners and, uh, and, and, and some of those, of course, uh, are issues that are very specific to women. But in terms of all entrepreneurs, maybe that's where I'll start because the issues are similar, which is entrepreneurs are looking for business owners are looking for, you know, some help in keeping their employees. They're looking for some help to make sure that they have the funds, the operating funds to manage through this uh, next period of time and uh, and deal with paying their bills every month. And they're asking us, uh, they ask for some help to keep their costs low, businesses costs low. So we defer the GST and the HST so that, uh, and customs duties, so that you could, as the business owner, keep the money in your pocket as opposed to sending it up to us for three months. But for women entrepreneurs, I'm hearing something um, in addition to that, something very particular, which is the female entrepreneurs and and uh, and women-owned businesses who are operating right now from home because of physical distancing, but also self-isolation and so forth. We're all in this to fight COVID-19, but women also have their children at home. Some women are also have caregiving responsibility for parents and so forth. So what I'm hearing from women entrepreneurs is that additional challenge right now of being the leader that they are, trying to continue to do the work that they are and, and to also manage during this very difficult period, but also having to take care of the other responsibilities that uh, also, you know, that that uh, that typically fall on, you know, that fall on the women. And uh, and if you're running your organization, you also are dealing with those responsibilities as well. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm hearing from female entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm getting the same comments. In fact, we we ask uh, our, our followers, our listeners to submit a few questions and, and quite a few uh, were, were exactly the situation you just described. So let's talk about the measures in place. There's been uh, several announcements from your government um, about, uh, and you mentioned the, the tax deferrals, for for example, which, you know, I think are great. Um, let's talk about some of the measures that are specifically in place to help small business owners. Could you walk us through them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, these measures are are intended to help all of our businesses, particularly our small businesses, weather this very difficult period of COVID-19. It is uncertain. It is difficult for many businesses. And as I said earlier, businesses said to us and said to me that, that, uh, that if we were going to be able to provide some assistance, they really, really need it to, to keep their employees. One of the most important things in any company is the strength of your team. And we want to make sure that we're helping employers keep their teams together because we also know that while a lot of businesses or many businesses have had to close or certainly they're seeing such a reduction in revenue because of COVID-19, keeping employees, not laying them off was uh, really, really important. So that's why we introduced the 75% wage subsidy. And this requires you to experience a 30% Um, revenue loss. Why? Because we know that during this period, no matter how difficult it is, some businesses are not seeing revenue loss. They're not having to face that tough choice of having to lay off their employees. Some have made that choice and actually now are rehiring. They're considering rehiring because they know that the subsidy is there. And this subsidy dates back to March the 15th. We will backdated to make sure that you get the benefit starting from from March the 15th. So that's number one. Number two, we are helping businesses with funds to operate because 
everyone has bills to pay. And whether it's uh, your utilities or your rent or your operating expenses every month. So this is where we introduced, uh, we've unlocked literally billions of dollars of liquidity into the marketplace. For small businesses, it's a $40,000 interest-free loan. And if you're able to pay that back, by December of 2022, so two and a half years from now, $10,000 of that or 25% of the loan will be forgivable. And this is going to really help because this is going to help businesses with the cash flow that they're going to need to weather this, to weather paying the expenses in this short period of time. But the $40,000 interest-free loan is one component, but there are loans of all sizes, all the way up to six, you know, $6 million because businesses, different businesses are going to lead different types of capital. So that's available. And then, as I said earlier, helping businesses keep their costs low. So just to give just to give your audience a sense of what deferring GST and HST and custom duties payments mean for businesses for the next three months, it's equivalent to a $30 billion interest-free loan to businesses across the country. That's how, that's the order of magnitude of what that is, but that's also what businesses have asked us for. So making sure that we have that in place to keep your cash flow, well, to keep that money in your bank account and to defer paying to us. And then the last thing I would say is they're also entrepreneurs and uh, and contractors, self-employed contractors, where these measures, the ones that I just talked about, may not be suitable for them. So for them, it's the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. Um, and that opened, uh, the portal opened yesterday. It's going to stay open. And this is $2,000 a month um, for those self-employed contractors who also need to deal with, you know, paying those expenses at this particular uh, at this particular time. Mm -hmm. And these measures are, you know, very, very appreciated. And I know several entrepreneurs were able to take advantage. I think one of, of the concerns and, and, you know, understanding that this was put together uh, uh, quickly, which which was needed, but uh, it also means that some entrepreneurs have a situation which means they would fall through the cracks. So they might not be eligible for the 75% wage subsidy or they might not be eligible for a loan. Um, could you tell me, and, and I'm sure, you know, you're continuing to, to speak with entrepreneurs across Canada. So can we expect additional measures for those who have, whose circumstances are not being addressed right now? Yeah, I mean, you made a really good point, Eva. I mean, what we wanted to do was make sure that we got measures out quickly, as quickly as we could, to make sure that we could provide that information so that people have uh, the assurance or the reassurance uh, during this very difficult time. I mean, we certainly don't want people during this time, um, everyone is doing something extraordinary in order to contribute to planking this curve in Canada. And we don't want people to, you know, lose, um, you know, to be able to not put food on the table or not be, you know, not have a, a roof over their head during this very extraordinary time. So making sure that measures just went out there quickly was what the government needed to do. But we are continuing to listen. And um, and nothing is more important to me than making sure that we're helping our businesses through this. And we don't want to leave anyone behind. And I know that businesses are struggling. I know that those who, you know, where the measures I just 
just talked about where they don't quite fit, know that the work isn't done for me. The work isn't done yet for our government. We're going to keep working. We're going to keep talking to, I'll give you an example like the uh, Canada Emergency Response Benefit, the one I just talked about. Um, You know, the Prime Minister yesterday said that, look, we need to make sure that no one falls through the cracks. So people who are working less than 10 hours a week, they're contract workers or gig workers. Um, We know that university or college students are looking for summer summer employment or some frontline workers who are, you know, who are working and earning less than they would get on on the benefit. Like we're hearing all of this feedback and we need to adjust right so i just want to assure people that that we are continuing to do this work and i very welcome the feedback and programs like this and just me talking to and our government listening and talking to entrepreneurs and businesses are going to help us get you know get the supports out there in a way that's going to help canadians through this very difficult period and I know another comment that came in was for entrepreneurs who want to take advantage uh, of those measures, in some cases, um, so I know the, the, the CRB, for example, um, came in uh, or people could start applying yesterday. I know in some cases um, there's a there's a long wait or there, there, you know, there's some measures where all details have not been confirmed. For the loans, entrepreneurs are invited to work with their banks to get access to the funds. Um, and I know in some cases there's some frustration and we, we certainly heard from a few listeners who, you know, try to get access and uh, have to wait or can't reach somebody, uh, you know, at Service Canada. Um, what would you recommend for entrepreneurs? I think everyone has to be patient because this is uh, an exceptional situation, which we all understand. What would be your advice uh, just in terms of dealing with, you know, the urgency of the situation and how can entrepreneurs get information over the next few days and over the next few weeks? Of course, um, that's a very good question. And it's also very understandable. I mean, we are in a circumstance that um, that none of us could have expected. um, And everyone, like I said, all Canadians are taking very extraordinary measures to keep us all safe and uh, and so that we can really fight COVID-19. Um, it, I have a website. Uh, it's actually the Government of Canada's website. So it's canada.ca uh, slash COVID-19. And in there, there is, um, you know, there's a there's a spot that is really all of the information that is that businesses would need. So I would go there just because it's all in one place. And even there, I know that there's a lot of information for for businesses that are looking for that additional help around funds to operate. Everyone works with their bank or their credit union, their financial institution. I would encourage you to go there because I'll give you a story. I'll give your readers a story of, you know, a conversation I had with a bank manager. Um, Now, of course, the banks have also had to work with us uh, to get their systems up and running so that they can begin offering these loans uh, to businesses. But I would say go to your financial institution because this is the story that uh, that I had with a bank manager who's been a bank manager for 30 years. And he said, you know, Mary, I remember, you know, 30 years ago when I was first starting, I remember lending, you know, this loan to this first time company. And at the time they were a small business. Over the years, you know, 20 some odd years later, it's no longer a small business. It's a multi-million dollar business. But he said, look, over the years, there were challenges too. There were challenges in the economy. Um, there were challenges in that business. And I, as I treated them as my client and I valued that client so much because helping that client weather through those tough times 
is part of what he said to me he saw as his role. So I know that at this time it is a challenge, it is difficult, and yes, there are volumes because it's hitting everybody and everyone has to deal with this at the same time. But for those that are looking for the the you know the the loans, the funds to operate that $40,000 interest-free loan, go to your financial institution and it might take, um, you know, it might take a little bit of time, but not that much time because I already know from, um, from you know, a couple of the big banks, they're already ready and others are following suit very quickly. So that, that already is very much underway and they've been working very hard. I want to acknowledge that work and, uh, and they're getting it out as fast as they can, as, as fast as they can. For the wage subsidy, it's still going to take us another three to six weeks. Now, I would say we're hoping that it's closer to the three and, you know, six is really sort of the outside time frame. But I want to be transparent with businesses so that they know what we're dealing with. But I want to remind people that, you know, that the eligibility for the wage subsidy is that the government of Canada is going to pay 75% of the wages of your employee up to 58700 To qualify, you have to see a decrease of 30% of revenue because you will be in a position where you have to make a decision. Do I lay off staff? Can I afford to pay my staff? So that's what the wage subsidy is for. So if you are not seeing a loss of revenue during this time in COVID-19, then the wage subsidy is not for you. But we also know that there are many businesses that have seen that decrease in revenue. So even though it's not the, you know, even though you can't get into the portal for yet another three to six weeks, I want to remind everyone that the wage subsidy is backdated till March the 15th. So you know that you will get that support from March the 15th and those details are going to come around keeping costs low. That's already done. You're not sending money to us. I mean, for GST or HST or customs duties, that's already done and deferring um, payments for um, for the tax filing, that's till August 31st. So again, you're not sending us that money. And um, and the CERB, that portal is open. So for those where that benefit is the right benefit for them, that's open. It opened yesterday. We're doing it kind of by month of your date of birth because we didn't want everyone going on the first day and then crashing the system. So, you know, so I think yesterday was you know January, February, March, um, and then today is uh, April, May, June, but it, we're staggering it just over the over like you know four days to make sure that uh, that everyone who needs it can get on and will get on and those payments will get dispersed um you know within the like literally within a week so if if you're signing up for the auto deposit so so those are the number of measures you can go to the website but um but some are already ready and others are just going to take um, just, you know, another three to, you know, another another few more weeks. Um, and uh, but also go to your bank because because the financial institutions are also very ready. And like I said, some are already ready and a few more are are, are, are almost ready. But literally like this week, uh, this week, uh, next week sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And mm-hmm. we have a, we have a podcast with someone from TD tomorrow. So we'll excellent. be we'll be getting some some tips on how great. to work with our bankers. Right great. Now. That's excellent. Um, and I want to bring up just another question that came up. Um, we have a strong startup community in Canada, whether it's tech or other sectors. And, um, you know, there's some women heading heading startups who are not don't believe they're eligible at this point for the wage subsidy and they would love to keep you know their their employees on payroll um is there going to be and 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 the reason is they can't uh, if they're a startup that's younger than you know a year or, or over a year um 
they can't prove the drop in revenue, right, to apply for the uh, for the wage subsidy. Um, or do you know of any measures that will uh, help uh, weather the storm for startups specifically? Is that something that we can expect uh, in the in the next well, little while? These are the details that uh, we are finalizing and uh, and we absolutely recognize that we need to be flexible for our startups and for our new companies. So something that we are just sort of working through right now is, uh, you know, for those new companies that uh, were established after February the 20, you know, February 2019, we may be determining eligibility by comparing monthly revenues to a reasonable benchmark rather than sort of, you know, last March to this March last April to this April because they haven't they haven't been open, you know, for, for that length of time. So we absolutely are considering it um, because, again, you know, the the wage subsidy, the emergency wage subsidy is meant for all businesses of all sizes, of all sectors. And the purpose is to save jobs. And the purpose is to help our employers, to help our companies, because we know that we know that we need to help them so that they can be primed for recovery. And we know that they will have a quicker, a, uh, a quicker sort of stronger recovery when that time comes, when it is safe to do so, if the employers and the employees are intact. So we understand how important this is. And it's really important to the Canadian economy as well. So these measures that we've put out are really to make sure that we are helping our businesses, helping our female entrepreneurs continue to continue to um, be supported. They have to be supported during this period because once we come out of this, we need them to continue to be able to contribute and to thrive and to grow. So it's very important for us to make sure that we continue working on this. And, um, and you know, as you said, some it's going to cover many, many, many businesses that I know. And for the you know, and for those other components where we need to keep working, you have my commitment that we're going to keep working on this together. Well, this is amazing. Thank you. And I'm sure there's a lot of startup founders who are going to be relieved to hear this. Um, and beyond the beyond the measures that have been announced, what would be your advice for women entrepreneurs? So, and I know we're seeing, you know, there, there's also a silver lining to to what is happening. It's certainly challenging for everyone, but I think this is a, a real test of our entrepreneurs, you know, resilience and, and you know, creativity and innovation uh, because we're seeing companies come up with uh, wonderful new projects or new digital tools, for example. Um, what would be your advice to business owners, women entrepreneurs who are wondering what they can tackle, um, you know, and again, not talking about financial support, but how should they be looking at business right now? Right. Well, you know, those examples that you just mentioned, Eva, I'm hearing them as well in talking to female entrepreneurs and it, the resiliency, the innovative, the supportive nature of, um, you know, of many whom I've talked to is really, really remarkable. And I guess my advice right now, I mean, is, you know, find ways and uh, networks to support yourself and to support each other. Because I think in this time, um, you know, women are sort of talking through the problem. They are connecting. They are, you know, like they're natural networkers that way. They're natural problem solvers this way. So the um, so I, of course, as the minister responsible for the women's entrepreneurship strategy, I mean, my mandate is to double the number of female entrepreneurs in this country. Trust me, 
this is very important to me. And I want to make sure that our women entrepreneurs continue to be supported through this difficult period so that we can get back on that track. And in fact, you know, hearing the really creative um, ideas, but just just how some businesses are also looking at other ways to just pivot in order to serve their customers is very encouraging. But the women's ecosystem that uh, that I launched about uh, over just a little over a year ago now. So whether it is um, you know the Women's Enterprise Organizations of Canada to Femasa in Quebec to CEO or the National Aboriginal Capital Corporation Association, the Women's Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub, like these are all organizations or sort of networks like networks of support and ecosystem where I you know I have also been participating. On on some of their webinars or their Zoom meetings. And I'm seeing this incredible network of just support, this support and problem solving that's uh, that's taking place. And, um, and look, I mean, the work you're doing as well, Eva, I mean, and just connecting, connecting uh, the dots and just being supportive of um, of each other and of other entrepreneurs, I think is essential right now. And I also think that it's such an advantage, uh, such an advantage. Um, and I want to make sure that those ecosystems continue to work for the great women entrepreneurs, some of whom are starting, many of whom who are starting, uh, to be able to weather through this very period so that they can navigate and understand the range of supports that are out there so that they can get access to them. And, uh, and, and, you know, and, and we can get through this period. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners that can provide education, financing, mentoring, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you through workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, uh, and I'm sure you're having discussions uh, you know, with your, with your colleagues, uh, uh, and that's certainly a, a, a hot topic these days, and no one has a crystal ball, but what are your views on how we can help the economy, how we can see our entrepreneurs and our businesses be thriving again once we're out of isolation, we're safely over COVID and, you know, uh, stores, businesses can open and start operating again. What's your outlook for, for when we get to that period? Well, it's tough to uh, to have, uh, you know, sort of a clarity of that outlook. I mean, but what I but what I would say is that Canadian businesses are literally at the heart of our communities in Canada. And you're and, you know, and certainly small businesses that make up 98 percent of all businesses in Canada truly are like they you really are the backbone of the Canadian economy. And right now it is uncertain and it is challenging and our immediate focus is of course to make sure that companies are supported and uh and therefore 
protecting our economy sorry, during this time and helping Canadians stay safe and uh, and healthy. And I know that that road, you know, that that road to recovery, on the one hand, it feels far. And I know there's, uh, you know, people feel anxious about it and worrisome. But just like I've been talking to so many businesses and uh, throughout this period, our government's response and the measures we put out, they are they were in response to what I heard from businesses. And I don't intend to stop talking to businesses. I'm going to keep talking to businesses and we're going to, you know, and I'm going to continue to listen to those ideas, those solutions and what businesses are going to tell us what they need and how we might sort of, you know, what it is that they need and what are some of those ideas? What are some of the, you know, solutions that are coming up in this period, seeing the resiliency um, and how we then can, you know, can put a plan together working with uh, businesses on what that recovery will look like. Like right now, right now, we have to stay focused on the job at hand, which is we got to beat COVID-19. We've got to be able to plank this curve. Um, but uh, but when I look at uh, what Canadian manufacturers, for example, are doing, retooling their operations so that they can create the uh, made in Canada ventilators or the, you know, or the masks or the gowns or the medical supplies that uh, that is so necessary and needed by our frontline healthcare workers, by our, our essential workers. Like that's the ingenuity, right? That is the creativity. That is the innovation. So it is here. And among women entrepreneurs, it is here as well. And you're seeing it. I'm starting to, we're starting to, um, I want I want us to I want us to get the immediate job done, which is support our entrepreneurs, support our businesses, plank this curve and deal with COVID-19. There's nothing more important than doing that. We need to do that. And uh, and I think we'll keep talking to each other. And no doubt uh, businesses, your businesses are going to, you know, keep feeding in ideas and suggestions um, about what you're going to need and what we need to do together to get sort of the Canadian economy and our businesses back on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I've been I've been really enjoying seeing, uh, you know, that the, the, the community, the sense of community coming together. Um, I love the call to shop local and to support, you know, entrepreneurs from Canada, women entrepreneurs as well. So I think there's uh, that spirit of cooperation that is, uh, you know, that is, that is alive and well, and it's certainly thriving in, in times like these. And I also want to congratulate you because you're, you're, you are obviously in touch with the community of entrepreneurs in Canada and the measures that you've put in place, who, which may not be perfect at this point, but we know there's more coming, but um, we can tell they're in response to what you've been hearing on the ground. So thank you for that. No, absolutely. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. And, uh, and we're all in this together. And I have one last question for you, which is uh, off topic from COVID, but it's something I ask all my guests on a, on a normal episode of The Brand is Female. So I'd love to hear your answer. And the question is, what do you wish women would do more of? Well, that's a really good. Uh, that's a really good question, and uh, and thanks, Eva, for saving that one to last. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've got COVID out of the way. Yeah. Well, um, I really do think you have to see it to be it. And that means um, for those young women and young girls, uh, seeing the leadership that is among our women leaders, 
whether you're entrepreneurs or whether you're leading in whatever field, um, I think it's really important. And um, I know how scary it is to sort of put your foot forward. It certainly was for me thinking about running for public office and being out there. But I also understood that uh, that what we need to do is to create even more examples of the extraordinary work, the extraordinary uh, talent that women leaders are able to provide. So I think it is, you know, I think it is, you need to see it to be it. So, um, so take that leap. And I, and, and I know far too often because I include myself in that category as well, which is you, you, you know, you think, you always question whether or not you really can do it and whether you're up to doing it, right? And um, and I just think that we, um, I think that together we can help each other to be bold. I also think that we need to not be afraid to ask for help. So it's very much tied to, you need to see it to be it. You need to be bold. But in order to do th- both of those things, sometimes you just need to also not be afraid to ask for help when you have that question because I'm pretty sure that when you have that question, so many others do as well. So don't be afraid to ask that question and ask for help. And I think that if we all did that and did more of that, then we're going to set an example for the young girls who are looking to all of us to do something that, uh, that we've never done before. And the truth of it is, why not? Of course we can. I sit around a cabinet table where half of us are women and the other half of us are men. The deputy prime minister is a woman. The health minister is a woman. I'm a woman. The minister for economic uh, development is a woman. The minister responsible for public procurement who is purchasing all of this equipment right now in this time uh, in this time of COVID-19 is a woman. We all sit around a table um, to contribute to Canada and uh, along with our male colleagues as well. And, uh, and I think right now, and I think right now for all of us, it really is do what we can so we could, so that we can be the ones where other young women and girls can see it so that they can be it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a great answer. And I can say that a lot of uh, past guests on the podcast have answered this question by saying we need more women in leadership and in government leadership. Yes. So you're one of those women leaders. Uh, Thank you for all your efforts. And I really appreciate you coming on to speak to me on The Brand is Female today. And the best of luck with the the next few weeks. It's not going to be easy, uh, but keep up the great work. And I hope we connect again and find out, uh, you know, all, all that's great on the other side of this fight with COVID. Well, thank you so much uh, to you and to all of your listeners. Um, what I also started this morning um, or today on Instagram as well is that uh, that I'm actually cha- I'm actually asking people, businesses, if you have a question, entrepreneurs, businesses, if you have a question, just send it to me on Instagram, and I'm going to. Every week, every week, I'm going to answer sort of the top five or more of the most frequently asked questions so that through this period, there's a regular channel for me to 
also uh, dialogue with Canadian businesses um, that, uh, you know, where they can ask the question and I can answer, you know, and I can answer it. I'm going to do my best. Uh, you know, sometimes it's going to be answers that I, you know, that uh, that I may not have the answers to, but I'm definitely going to, you know, I want to open up that channel so that uh, so that there's an opportunity for, you know, for businesses, for entrepreneurs to just ask me the question, ask me the question and I will uh, and I've committed to answering, um, you know, and, you know, uh, providing answers once a week. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's a great tool. Good. And so we'll we'll direct uh, our, our entrepreneurs who have questions to your Instagram page. Great. Uh, thank you so much. And again, thank best you. of luck with the next few weeks. Indeed. Thank you so much, Eva. And thank all the best you. to you too. Stay safe. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast app of your choice. A big thank you to Minister Mary Ang for speaking with me today. Thank you to TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs, further support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you for listening and stay safe. Yeah.